from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com, it's time for your favorite Android podcast. Kick back now and enjoy another fine episode from these fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 141 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. We're recording today on Saturday, August the 19th, 2023. I'm Warren Carr. I'm Austin Pinto from a boiling Mumbai. I'm Doug Cameron from Canada. I'm Fee Dunn from London. I'm John Dyer from Virginia. I'm Mariam from Port Said, Egypt. And I'm Sally Kundos from Turkey. Coming up in this, we got a lot of things for you guys. We got two Android basic segments. We're talking about Android 14 Beta 5.1. Then we're launching a series on Samsung devices. We understand a lot of you guys have Samsung devices, and we'll be launching a series on Samsung devices. We'll be starting with the history of Samsung UI. Then we got a couple reviews slash demos. We got one from John. And we have one from our friend, Jerry. Then Karen Cohen brings us another entry into the CSR entries. And John concludes this week's episode with a tip of the week. Welcome to episode 141. Sally, let's begin with you there. Handsome kid, uh, what's going on with you? Well, being handsome is not easy, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, it's very hot these days here. We're like over 32 degrees Celsius. I'm not sure what's in Mumbai like, but it's really hot this week. And how are you, Warren? You know, I understand being handsome is not an easy thing. The girls may not let you be. I've been there, so I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm doing well. You know, we had a hot weather last Three days have been kind of hot. Yesterday, we started on a cooling down, if you call 93 degrees cooling down, because uh, two days in a row, we have 104 degrees both days, believe it or not, and then quickly falling back down. But other than that, you know, we started on a cool down, and it could be probably due to Hurricane Hillary that's coming from Mexico. And I don't know, but we had some rain, and so we're cooling down. John, what's going on in Virginia land? Not a whole lot. Just uh, still playing with my new devices. And just yesterday, I packed up some old ones for trade-ins. Uh, but just other than that, just a typical week. It cooled down a little bit here. So that's good. It is good when it cools down. Uh, let's go to the pretty one in London. What's going up, my dear? Uh, it's quite windy. It's been quite windy for a few days, but it got really humid and kind of horrible. My um, my smart speaker told me that the humidity was 90% last night, which was horrible. Um, it's gone down to 60-something now, but it's still quite windy. But we've had sunshine today. Um, I've had a good week. I had a tutorial on Thursday evening as part of my training to... Um, become a fully qualified Methodist preacher. I'm still very much a, a trainee at the moment. Um, and that went well. And um, 
Yeah, London is uh, slightly weird weather, but uh, yeah, no, it's good. Good in London. The red-headed stranger, I'm talking about that pretty one out there in Port Said, Egypt. Um, hey, everyone. Uh, it's been a not-too-too-bad week. I actually have had um, a couple gigs, and I've had an interview in a cooking show, funny enough, on Wednesday. <laughs> and um, I got to, it was a TV cooking show, and it was really interesting and nice. Um, the weather is starting to cool off, thankfully. Um, it's in, It's been like mid-20 Celsius, and um, I've been spending some time on the beach here in Port Said. Um, but I'm definitely, definitely waiting for September. Did you catch me some of those sardines? Because uh, I understand sardine is uh, from Egypt. I used to I like that stuff when I was a kid. No, I don't like them. You don't like I'm, them? I'm I loved them when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a big fan of seafood, funny enough, even though I live in a very like beach based, like sea based city, but I'm not a fan of seafood at all. No me, uh, yuck. Next two of yeah. us. I don't like seafood either as I got older. <laughs> Pinto boy, you got a pinto horse there for me. What's going on? So I uh, even I'm not a fan of seafood, so it makes three of us. But seafood aside, Mumbai has been very, very it's more humid than hot. We are about 28 degrees. Then the rain has stopped. This is the most worst thing because August and little bit of September, it rains heavily, but the rain has stopped. And that's why the humidity is climbing. So that makes it very hot. And I, I don't know when this will end. I think October, November, the weather cools down. But now the AC is on. I hope that never breaks down. So that is giving me nice comfort. The rum bottle is gone inside and the beer bottle is come out. So Ed will be very happy. Great. Cam boy, what's going on? I know you guys are no longer burning, right? The fires are out and you're back oh, to normal life. Dude, you only could wish. So I believe British Columbia and the Northwest Territories both have declared state of emergency because of fires. So they are still burning very, very rampantly. Uh, right now, the Okanagan... Uh, Valley is pretty much under evacuation notice and the entire capital city Yellowknife in the Northwest Territories has been evacuated as of yesterday at noon. So we're burning up pretty good still, sadly. That is not good. You know, we, we, we see some of that haze here in our area from time to time. It could be that some of them coming from Southern Oregon, but you know, we're lucky this year we haven't had, any major fires here in the state of Washington to talk about. So yeah, that's a good thing. right now you guys will be actually getting most of the smoke from um, the Okanagan Valley and the fires down there. Terrible. So, it's bad. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. Let's now move on to our first of the segments of the Android Basics segments. And we move on now to Android 14 Beta 5.1. And this time, Google surprised us yesterday by pushing Android 14 Beta 5.1 yesterday. And I'm thinking this could be the last one before we see the real McCoy. We don't know what's going on with Google. 
But there are four items that got fixed here, and I'll run through those real quick And before we move on. So here's what we got that Google fixed with this uh, Android 14 beta 5.1, fixed an issue that caused the system to stop detecting a SIM card if fixed dialing number is enabled. So in other words, if you have um, enabled a, a fixed dialing FDNA or whatever, then it could cause a problem. But so I didn't have that because I never had such a thing. So Google fixed that. Number two, though, fixed an issue that caused connectivity interruptions with devices for carriers using standalone uh, 5G. Some people were having some issues with that. So that got fixed. The third one, though, fixed an issue for some devices where a blank home screen, just imagine you turn on your phone and then when it opens up the screen, the lock screen, and it's blank, it just displays nothing but a blank thing. So that one got fixed. The last one, of course, fixed a performance issue um, where by temporarily disabling the Feather Style Live Wallpaper on Pixel Fold. The live wallpaper version will be re-enabled after the other underlying issues are fixed. So in other words, um, if you have the Pixel Fold, there were some, you know, some problems with the uh, uh, feather, whatever, looking uh, wallpapers that just wasn't working right. But uh, so they fixed that and they're going to bring back the uh, whatever uh, later on. So those are the only things that got fixed, though, because I think that tells us, though, that we're coming to the final, or you know, the public release. What do you guys think about uh, this? Actually, there are no accessibility fixes, but the problem is Google is fixing such a serious issue when the system stops detecting SIM cards at this stage of the beta really shows something. Now, I have been using Android betas very recently. I think Android 13 beta was when I owned a Pixel device, and that was the first time. And I don't think we have ever had 5.1 betas of any Android device. So that means something is going up with Google, I think. Yeah, I think, like we said last time, the Android 14 probably has been the worst experience uh, because of so many things that just were not done right. I don't know. Like we said again and again, even the first developer preview was even better than a lot of the better, um, you know, uh, uh, iterations that we had. But I, I think uh, this may be the last one. Who knows? This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. Let's now turn on to the Samsung phones, and we're talking about the history of the Samsung UI. And today we'll be focusing on the very first UI of Samsung and where we are today. So looking back, when Samsung got started. The first Android phone to ever be put out there by Samsung was the GTI 7500. And that thing was announced on April 9th of 2009 and released on June 27, 2009. 
And it came with, of course, you guessed it. That phone came with the touch whiz. That was the first thing that Samsung had. And whether you like it or not, what the touch whiz does or did was actually give some character, give some, you know, uh, fun-looking stuff. Because the first Android UI was just not interesting at all. And so Samsung decided to do a little take on their own and give us that uh, touch whiz, which brought a, a little bit of uh, life, a little bit of different animations and things like that. So that's the first one that we had was that touch whiz. And like I said, we had that back in 2009 with that GT uh, i7500. The second one that continued that was the uh, Galaxy S. Now, after that, there were some items that, you know, something changed. We got a little bit of uh, um, changes here because now they focus on something called the Nature UX. You guys remember any sound drops, you know, water drops, uh, you know, trees and things like that, if you can see. Uh, but the prominent thing, especially on those lock screens, you hear that water uh, drops and, and things like that. I used to hit that stuff. At first, I thought it was cool. And I remember that uh, debuting with the uh, the S3 and all of that. And that's when they started that Nature UX. Is there any of you that like those sounds? I used to enjoy them at first, but then they messed them up, actually. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, the, the first couple, because I, I, I've been using Samsung for a long time. Um, the first, like, um, releases of, the, of these, like, UIs, it was really nice. But then with the, for instance, the J7, um, it was terrible. I, I hated them. Yeah, it sounds a cool idea. I never, I never had them. I never had Samsung back then, but it sounds kind of cool. Or it sounds like the kind of thing that could be cool or could be really annoying, depending how well it's done. It was very annoying to me, you know, that water thing. I, at first, I, I thought it was really cool. And then I realized I didn't like sounds. Uh, so Look, there's the reason way, to this day I have my sounds off. The reason they did this, though, it was because the the background itself, so the wallpapers were actually water-based. So it used to kind of um, click to that, like used to kind of work with that because you have the water sounds and then the water background. So it was kind of nice for, for some people, I guess. Well, I was in a car with um, some people the other week and somebody's phone made this sort of, noise that sounded like bubbles coming out of a plug hole. Do you think he had, might have had an older phone? Probably had uh, a phone that is running uh, touch with because it continued. We got a 2.0 and then uh, I think the time that they dropped it would be in 20, uh, I think maybe 2017. I think that and that's... When they, when they the, dropped it, Warren... Did, they, yeah. did it land in the water with a big splash? I think it probably did. It was a big fish falling into the <laughs> Nile. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we continued with that touch with even the Galaxy S7 uh, series has it. Then we had a little experience going on. There was a beta that came through of the uh, something called the Grace Project. That's when we started seeing something called Grace UI 
that evolved into the Samsung experience. And I think that the uh, Galaxy S8 series dumped the um, TouchWiz, and that's when we said goodbye to the TouchWiz and started with the experience, uh, Samsung experience. Uh, and which, did which any of one you was, get the which, S8 which, series? Which, which one was the one that where the experience included exploding phones? Because that was quite that a sound been, effect. <laughs> that was before they changed the Samsung experience. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking, you it, see. It, I, thought... so I, I like to think TouchWiz actually went out with a bang because of all the explosions. Exactly. But, but here's the interesting thing, though. That Note 7 that was catching on fire was the actual one that started a beta in the fall of that year that you know uh, was called the grace that gave us the uh, uh, the Samsung experience so uh, bad as that note 7 was you know it came out in August of that year of 2016 and then you know in the fall they were uh, prepping a beta for it and that's what transitioned us you know to that grace and into the uh, uh Samsung experience do you think they got rid of the water because people were joking about needing the water to put the fires out? Well, to be honest, there was so much people didn't like about the touch wheeze. And I know it was one of the main complaints that um, folks have, especially when we're back on eyes free on Google. And one of the things that people were complaining about was that TouchWiz, there was so much bloodware, um, as far as some people are concerned. Although I always say, you know, bloodware is in the eye of the beholder. What I yeah. think is a bloodware to me, I don't like it. It would be uh, saving grace on someone else's uh, behalf. So uh, it really uh, <laughs> doesn't matter what it was, but even Samsung decided it was time to let go of TouchWiz, and so we have the Samsung experience. So actually, I started my Android journey with Samsung phone. It was the Samsung GTB5512 phone, and I remember this because that was the first Android phone I ever owned, and that was with the TouchWiz. Now, the problem with TouchWiz was not bloatware or anything. It was very animated, and that time, this was Android 2.3.6 days, the hardware was not good for all these animations and people were in fashion with the ROM cleaning and speed boosting and all those apps. So those apps made TouchWiz crash a lot. And I hated it so much that after that, I never even owned a Samsung device, even when they came back on one UI. But I think I should try it once now. My On my Facebook memories this week, it said that 12 years ago, I had my first Android phone, which was a Samsung Galaxy Europa. It wasn't very good, but that was 12 years ago this week. Um, so my first Android phone, even though it wasn't great, was a, actually a Samsung. So was the Europa a female name for a pretty uh, European girl? Is that what Samsung was trying to do here? I've no idea. It was a lot smaller. <laughs> it, it was a yeah, lot well, smaller a phone. A lot of women a joy... are a little bit smaller, isn't it? And and it had a joypad at the bottom, but it had a touch screen as well. Slightly strange device. 
Well, let's face it. Every phone back then in those days was a small phone, right? And a lot of them had that joystick, you know, up and down, pad, left, right, and, you know, hit the select or, you know, it was very interesting. Uh, Blind-friendly, if I may say that. But well, then... <laughs> yes and no. I mean, there was no, there, there were a couple of other buttons, but there was no actual keypad. So it was sort of a bit, not quite sure oh, what yours it was. Oh, you didn't have the keypad. Okay. No, so it was a bit meh, to be honest. So, so my phone had a keypad. The GTB 5512 uh, released in 2012 Jan, and that had like a keypad. It had a trackpad, like how your laptop touchpad is, That, but very small. It had a touch screen and also had three hardware buttons for the back home and the recents. And there was another one. I don't, I forgot what that one was. But there were four hardware buttons. Yeah, so that was it was similar. Yeah, quite yeah. similar. And uh, and it had a replaceable battery. Um, yeah, yeah, that was the best. Oh, yeah, they all did back then. That was, that that was something we should, batteries. you know, we need that back. But um, no, it was it was a very slow phone, and and I had talkback on it, and I had Spiel on it as well, and um, and I think I quite liked Spiel, um, but um, it was it said on my Facebook post I hadn't remembered this detail. It was sixty five pounds, including a ten pound uh, phone credit top up on a pay as you go thing. So it was quite a low-end phone, I think. Visit AccessibleAndroid.com or download Accessible Android from Google Play Store for text tutorials, tips and tricks, and more to make most out of your Android device. Those were the days. And frankly, I still have some of those phones uh, lying around here. I got, you know, a couple from Samsung, the Galaxy S and the Galaxy Nexus. Those are the two that I have from Samsung back in those early days. If anyone wants to remember the back the bike gone days, then you should listen to our episode one of the podcast. You will have a lot of surprises there. Oh, that episode was terrible, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and then we we, all, we we shared our Android journeys though, how we yeah, got we started, did. and then I dropped in a surprise from the Marvin uh, shell. That's right. So that episode one has some treasure in there. You know, if you. If you haven't listened to our episode one of the BAU podcast, maybe you could take a listen and hear Although the Austin audio quality about, is not good, but it's yeah, there. Austin talking about his experience with that uh, Samsung phone. You had to, you had to um, have helped to install Talkback. Thank goodness things have moved on. Exactly. Now moving on from the Samsung experience, then we got that. One UI, and I I do want to say that you know One UI has been very nice. I I particularly like One UI. I sometimes even prefer it over my Pixel uh, experience. You guys, what do you think about One UI? I mean, it has matured and keeps evolving, and a lot of beautiful things happening to the One UI. Um, I mean, as a person who used the Samsung experience of the touchscreens and everything else, I think the YUI is, is the best, probably. I didn't, well, I used to love the Samsung experience in the beginning. And then when the One UI came out, I used to not like it. At the, like the first version, I think I hate it. But then the, um, when they came out with One UI 2, 
slash three, I think that's when I started to just kind of love how they do it. And then it just started getting better. I think from my experience, I would say the bugs have been really um like low and there haven't been things that are critical. Um what I like the most is how simple it is. It's very simple yet it actually can like you can do so much work through it. Um the Samsung experience was was nice. I liked it because it was simple. Okay. And then when the one UI came out, it was not as simple. So that's why I hated it. But then they actually knew how to make it kind of sleek and um a little bit easier for user to use um, and pretty user friendly, whether that was like an advanced user or uh, a little bit more on the beginner um, aspect of the things. So the S9, that was still Samsung experience, was it? Because I never knew what the name no, was. No, that's, no, that's the one oh, you are. The one you are. That's the one you are, yeah. yeah. One you I not... came in 2018. Yeah, I can't really compare then, but I, I mean... The thing that I liked about Samsung's back then, before TalkBack improved quite a lot, was um, I liked that you could either use TalkBack or Voice Assistant, which was Samsung's screen reader. And I used to like that because um, it was, you could mute the speech, which is a Braille reader I really liked, um, without totally disabling your screen reader. And you could do double tap to to play and pause audio and stuff like that. You you couldn't do that on other. Um, I don't think you could do that on Google phones or like the Nokia ones back then. You can now, but I mean that's not so much the launcher, but it was part of the Samsung. Um, I want to say experience, but I don't mean experience as in Samsung experience. It was part of the Samsung user experience, I suppose. Um, as opposed to the Nokia one or or whatever, um, I did like that you could choose, you know, have a choice between screen readers. So if one thing worked well on one screen reader, it was great. But if it didn't, you could swap over. And and we have lost that. We lost something with that. Um, honestly, my relationship with Voice Assistant ended when I just ended setting up my phone. Okay, when I finished setting up my phone back then, when it was around. But I used to love having the second screen reader, you know, and the idea of the multi-finger gestures that was there before um, that Google obviously has applied right now in TalkBack. I think it was pretty nice. Um, yeah. But the, the only thing that I didn't like, though, was the fact that Samsung was kind of a little bit slower when it comes to updating the screen reader itself. So well, it they still are. The they still are. Yeah, apparently. But I mean, back then, TalkBack was getting more updates than Voice Assistant um, yeah. was at that point. So it kind of made me mad because obviously TalkBack was getting more features and getting more interest. Um, while, while on the other hand, uh, Voice Assistant was not. So No, but was... we could update TalkBack. Now we can't update TalkBack if we've got yeah. a Samsung phone. Yeah, because uh, we can't choose between the Samsung version and the Google version, and that's sort of annoying. I mean, you can, but it's a bit uh, so tricky. But like, you're right. But before you could actually use both, but right now it's just a, a little bit um, tricky. Yeah, but even if you put the Google one on, you can only have one, can't you? You can't have two versions on the same phone, yes. can you? Um, I'm you not can sure. Only, you can, you can only... I switch back and forth between them. 
Do you? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. I learned something today. But yeah. I think that so. So if you installed both talkbacks, one would be like in the main screen of the, like your accessibility, and the Google Talkback is going to be uh, located in the um, services. 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 Yeah. yeah. As if you I had mean, another you screen. Have- you could only ever run one at a time, of course, which yeah. is sensible. I mean, you, <laughs> otherwise it would be, you'd have like twin yeah. speech telling you two things at once. And that would just be really annoying. Yeah, no, no, it happens sometimes if you have talk back on and commentary on. But now that you mentioned screen readers and accessibility list, I was actually setting up my sister's new phone, which is a, an A73 phone. And I, I just remembered, you remember those days when you used to hit the side key for you to get the accessibility menu? <laughs> it was just kind of, I remembered this um, yesterday and I was like, wow, we've been, like, we've come a long way since then. Um, you, like, the this side key menu used to have the restart and then the power off and the accessibility menu. I think this was the only way for you to get to it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so that is our look there at the uh, Samsung history that the One UI is now what we have. But so Samsung goes back, you know, years ago uh, when they got started with their first Android device. And look at where we are today talking about One UI, you know, things we like about it and how simplified things have become because of One UI. Like I said, I personally like One UI. This is the Spotlight segment. Stay tuned for premium interviews, device unboxing, and more. Talking along now, we move on to our Spotlight segment. And we're starting off with John's review of the Z Flip 5. Here's John now showing you that Z Flip 5. John here, and today I'm going to be talking about the Galaxy Z Flip 5. I don't know if I'm going to call it a review or not, but I will definitely be demonstrating the cover screen because that's what's new about this phone. It's what is different about this phone. I'll just say in passing that, you know, when this thing is unfolded, it's very similar to a Galaxy S23 Plus. It's about the same exact size. It has good speakers. It has good microphones. It has good cameras. The only difference is that this one does not have a telephoto camera. It just has the standard camera and the ultra wide. Then another difference is that it has a side mounted fingerprint sensor rather than an under display fingerprint sensor. But if you, when you use this thing unfolded, it's basically just like a regular slab smartphone. Those are the only differences between this phone and the S23 Plus. So I'm not going to go into any details about like performance and stuff like that. It's the same amount of memory, same amount of, same processor. I will say that this starts at 256 gigabytes of storage, whereas the S23 Plus starts at 128. So you're getting more for the same money since they both technically start at $1,000. I have the phone on now. I'm on the home screen. It's unfolded. I'm just going to go ahead and close it. Screen off. Ringer silent. And now I'm going to demonstrate the cover screen. I had a lot of questions about the cover screen and whether or not it would work with TalkBack. So hopefully if you had some questions, this will help to answer most of those, if not all of them. 
I'm just going to press the side key to turn the screen on and unlock the phone because it's a fingerprint sensor, so it will unlock automatically. Device unlocked. 3.06 p.m. So it said the time, and that's what basically is on the screen when it first lights up. 3.06 p.m., Tuesday, August 15th, Windows System UI. That's the clock. Camera. Here's if you want to go open the camera. You could also just have double-pressed the side key. And that is literally all that's on the cover screen when you first open it. Now, you can, if you've ever used a Galaxy Watch, you can think of this as a similar interface to that. If you swipe two fingers to the right, that'll take you to the notifications. Notifications. And that's where I am now. I'll just swipe through them. Do not disturb turned on until I turn it off. Window sub launcher window. Ashley Dyer, 3.06 p.m. The afternoon per telegram, three notifications. Casting screen, 3 p.m. Connected to Galaxy S23 Ultra. Clear out button. And I guess that's the clear all button. So those are my notifications. A couple of observations I have about this is these don't have actions. Casting screen, 3 p.m. Connected so to Telegram, three notifications. Telegram. If I swipe up. Speech rate, 161%. Speech rate, 146%. There's no action there, and I can't set it to scroll. actions. Characters. So no actions here. Scroll. But I'll leave it on scroll for now. So the only way to dismiss a notification is to swipe it with two fingers. And as you know, that can be somewhat difficult. You could swipe away the wrong one. But as of now with TalkBack, that's the only way to dismiss a notification. Long pressing, double tapping and holding to long press doesn't do anything. But you can dismiss them that way. I will say, however, that actions do work on the cover screen. If you go into an app that supports actions, they will work. It's just the notification shade here does not have actions. So I'm going to go back to the clock. 3.09 p.m. And I'm just going to swipe down from the top with two fingers. Quick settings. And that's how you get to quick settings. Wi-Fi on button window system UI. Sound on button. Bluetooth on button. So these are all your quick settings. You can quickly get to these if you want to toggle them on or off. I'm going to do the back gesture. 3.09 p.m. So the back gesture and the home gesture in TalkBack both work here. The back will obviously take you back, and the home will take you back to the clock face. And I have navigation gestures enabled, so if I wanted to, I could swipe up from the bottom with two fingers to go home or back to the clock face and so on. All those gestures work. Screen off. Ringer silent. So I want to talk about TalkBack gestures really quick. All talkback gestures work on this display, which I was honestly surprised to find out. So even up to four finger gestures, you know, tapping with four fingers, double tapping with four fingers, swiping with four fingers even works. If you can fit your fingers on the screen and you can do it, it will work. What doesn't work is anything that requires an overlay. So you can't bring up an actions menu. You can't bring up the talkback menu. Um, you can't even hide the screen. You can do the gesture for hide screen if you have it set, and it will hide the screen internally, but it will not hide the cover screen. It will still be lit up, so that's something you definitely need to keep in mind. In fact, any app that requires a pop-up or an overlay will not work on the cover screen, so autofill will not work on the cover screen. Um, reading mode, for example, will not work on the cover screen because that requires an overlay. However, 
you can get most other apps to work on the other on the cover screen and I will demonstrate how to do that. I'm going to turn it back on here. Device unlocked. 3:16 p.m. Now, similar to a watch, I'm going to swipe left with two fingers to move through the widgets and all these widgets are customizable. You can remove them if you don't want them. You can rearrange them if you want. So I have the first widget. Apps. Page 2 of 13 is apps. And this is what Samsung these are the apps that Samsung lets you add to this launcher from within the regular phone settings. And these are the apps. Maps. Max, formerly HBO Max. Messages. Messages. Both messages, Google and Samsung. Netflix. WhatsApp. YouTube. And that's it. That's all you can add to this specific screen. I'll show you how you can add basically any app later. And let's just open YouTube here. Wait, before I open YouTube, I just want to say these are all the apps it let me add from the apps I have installed. Obviously, there are some third-party apps here, so there could be some third-party apps that I did not have installed that could also be added here. But from everything I had installed on my phone, this is what I was able to add. I'm going to open YouTube. And then just going to scroll through and see five what five minutes 36 seconds bananas daniel dale fact checks trump claim against fanny willis cnn 22k views 20 how much youtube paid me in one mayday parade piece of your heart official music video minus three minutes 40 seconds go to channel rise reports 1.9 m views five years ago play video so i'm going to open this music video and then i'm going to double tap with two fickers to stop it menu and you so enter full screen. Using cash right Minimize now in London because so few people use it. I just handed some coins to the. You can now skip this ad. So I just paused it using the talkback gesture to double tap with two fingers. So as you can see, YouTube is fully functional. I'm going to back out another time, another time. I should be back on the latest videos. Okay, one more time. I should be back on the launcher now. Messages window sub launcher window. Okay, so I'm going to go to the next widget calendar page three of 13 so i don't have anything in my calendar literally so <laughs> i'm just gonna go to the next page weather page four of 13 now you can swipe through current location chesapeake current temperature current location chesapeake current temperature 97 degrees partly cloudy high 97 degrees low 74 degrees feels like 100 hourly 4 p.m scattered thunderstorms 96 5 p.m scattered thunderstorms 91 degrees so as you see, you could swipe through the forecast. You can also, each widget lets you scroll vertically. So if you swipe up with two fingers, daily, it'll go down and you can Life see index. other information down here. But I'm going to swipe over to the next widget. Recent calls, page five of 13. Recent calls. Yesterday header, dial pad button button. Here's where you could go if you wanted to just dial. Outgoing call myself, 4.07 p.m. <laughs> here's here's where I called myself. Um. What the heck? Let's do it again just to show you how. Outgoing call myself call. Outgoing call myself. Call button. So I double tapped to open it and now I can hit the call button. Listen, press one. And I can press. open it. Press two. Call. Check receipt. Zero minutes, four press seconds. Three. And I can close Screen it. Up. So silent. closing it hung up the phone. It was unlocked. Device unlocked. It went straight to my voicemail because I was calling myself. So Let's go back to 3.20 p.m. Tuesday, August 15th, Windows System UI. Where we were. Apps. Page. Calendar. Weather. Recent calls. Page 5 of. Let's go Stop to the watch. next one. Page 6 of 13. 
There's a stopwatch. Not going to demonstrate Direct dial. that. Page 7 of 13. Direct dial. This is where you can have your favorite contacts to quickly call them. Now, when you do call from with it folded shut, it will be using the speakerphone. Then when you unfold it, it will switch to the earpiece. And then when you fold it, it'll hang it up. So um, you can either open it, talk like a regular phone, or you can just have a dis discussion with speakerphone. And then when you're done, double tap with two fingers to hang up the phone call. See what's the next widget here. Alarm. Page 8 of 13. Here you can get all your alarms. I'm not going to swipe through all this stuff, but I will tell you that I have gone through it all and it is basically all labeled and you can use it. Timer. Page 9 of 13. Same with timer. Steps. Page 10 of 13. Steps. Let's see how much steps, steps. I have. Wednesday, August 9th, 3,586 steps. Not selected. Not so bad for being at home all day. Thursday, August 10th, 3,502 steps. Not selected. Okay, so I won't go through all this, but I'm going to go to the next widget. Daily activity. Page 11 of 13. So this is a similar Wednesday, thing. Wednesday, August 9th, 3580. Thursday, August 10th, 3502 steps. Act Friday, August 1146. Tuesday, today, 2,301 steps. Active time, 25 minutes, 109 activity calories. So all your health information, if you have... A watch. Launcher. Page 12 of 13. Okay, now this, what is calling 12 of 13, even though it's the last page, is a launcher for all the other apps you want to add here. And what you're going to notice... Unlabeled button. <laughs> is unlabeled buttons. Telegram button. Telegram button. And then all these say Telegram. Telegram button. And I'll tell you why. This is a launcher that you can add to the cover screen using GoodLock. So you'll need to install GoodLock and then install Multistar and then go to iHeart Foldables and enable this launcher. And then you can add basically any app that you want to this launcher and it'll be able to be used on the cover screen. The only problem is that the apps that you add here are not labeled and you can't bring up the talkback menu to label them. However, I got the bright idea that I was going to use a voice command to label them. So the first one was Telegram. I labeled it Telegram, but it relabels all of Screen them. Screen off. Ringer silent. So it just changes them all from unlabeled to whatever you label one. And there's still no way to differentiate them from each other. So if you want to, unfortunately in the state it is now, if you want to use this launcher to manually launch apps, you will need to remember the order that the apps are in when you've put them here because there won't be any way to differentiate them. That being said, if you do add apps to this GoodLock launcher, which I'll show you how to add later, they will work on the cover screen. It makes it not only does it add them to the launcher, but it makes them so they can work on the cover screen and you can launch them from the cover screen by using Bixby. So I'll demonstrate that device unlocked. 3.24 p.m. So I'm just back on the regular clock face. Open Telegram. Opening Telegram. Gary. Online. Group. Blind Android users chat. Muted. Two new messages. So I'm going to go in here. Group. Blind Android users chat. Muted. Two new messages. Received at 2.7. Blind Android users chat. Go back button. Search button. Unlabeled button. Topic. General. 23 I'm go new messages. In the general topic. Received at 2.17. Topic. General. 23 new messages. 
And now, message edit box. Keep in mind, I'm still on the cover screen, so I'm doing all this from the cover screen. I'll go in this edit box. English, US QWERTY shown. And now here's the keyboard. It's a full keyboard, but you have to use Samsung keyboard. You cannot use Gboard. There's no way to switch the keyboard. And I've tried the TalkBack keyboard. That also does not work. So you have to use Samsung keyboard. So there is a Samsung voice input on the keyboard that you can press. But I'm going to see if pressing and holding the side key also works. So I'm going to press and hold the, the side key. This is a test. Test. And let it go. Let's see what's there. Send. Editing. This is a test. Edit box message. Okay. So you don't even have to find the button on the keyboard. You can just say, this is a test. Or whatever you want to say. While you're holding the side key. And then when you release the side key, it'll stop listing. I'm going to back out of the keyboard. Message. Edit box. Attach media button, record voice message. Just leave a voice message real quick. I double tapped and held. <laughs> and of course, I was already talking. Let me swipe left. Okay, so I felt it vibrate to start recording just like normal Telegram. And then I swiped left. I didn't want to put the message in the group, so I swiped left to dismiss. But it works exactly like you would expect. And when you open the phone. 3.30 p.m. General. You're Gary. still where you were. Message, edit so box. I'm still here in the same topic, same screen. And when you close it, screen off. It closes silent. it. And when you Device turn the unlocked. screen back on, 3.30 p.m. It goes back to the home screen. But if you open Telegram, open it again, it will be the same place you left off. So it's, again... Message, edit box, window general. Um, it's like you... You can switch between the screens and you don't have to, the app doesn't restart. Basically, you can pick up where you left off. So I'm going to back, I'm going to go home, did the home gesture. So I'm back on the clock. 3.31 p.m. Tuesday, August 15th, Windows System UI. And I'm just going to show you, um, let's open Gmail. Open Gmail. Opening Gmail. Uh, hopefully there's nothing here. Primary window mail. Okay, so instead of swiping down to the messages, I'll swipe to the right with four fingers to go to the next container, and that should take me to the compose button. Compose button. So as you can see, just like um, in the regular app, everything works. Like Selected it should. mail, 39 new notifications tab. So the next container went to the mail tab, and meet if I tab. swipe right, meet. And you so you can read your messages, reply to everything just as you normally would. I'm going to show you one more example of an app on the cover screen. Open News. Opening News. So here I am in Google News. The Associated Press Trump and 18 allies charged in Georgia election. Swipe. Biden Local News 3, WT News 3. Headlines. I'm going to go down a bit. See if we can find some Engadget. tech news. Comcast debut storm, ready Wi-Fi device okay, ahead so of hurricane I'm open season. This. Comcast debut storm, ready Wi-Fi device ahead of hurricane season. So... I told you earlier, but you cannot use reading mode, right? However, if you want to... Full coverage. You can share. Share button. And from here... Speech central, window share. I'm going to share to speech central. Media control, Comcast debut storm ready Wi-Fi device ahead of hurricane season. Engadget.com. Comcast debut storm ready Wi-Fi device ahead of hurricane season. And as you can see... It has see, a four-hour battery life and works as a Wi-Fi extender day-to-day. -day. A storm often evokes... It starts playing it. I double tap with two fingers to pause it, but I can resume it 
and turn the screen off. A storm often evokes a desire to feel safe inside your home and able to communicate with loved ones or emergency personnel, yet electric and landline and connections are often playing. the first systems to go down. Use Comcast is attempting to solve this problem with the release okay, of storm-ready so Wi-Fi. A connection I stopped that. That was the last thing I wanted to kind of demonstrate. So you can do a lot. You can't do everything, but you can do a lot from this screen, even using TalkBack. Obviously, it could get a lot better, and I hope I have outlined the shortcomings. But I'm going to show you how to adjust some of these settings and stuff. I'm going to open it up. 3.34 p.m. Go home. Home. Search. Double tap and right. Bixby. Close Open Bixby. settings. Settings. Search. So there's a setting for wallpaper the cover screen. Wallpaper style wallpapers. Themes. Themes. Wallpapers. Icon. Home screen. Layout. App. Icon. Badges. Lock screen. Screen. Lock type. Always. Cover screen. Clock style widgets. So here it is. You can, you're going to want to go to cover screen. Cover screen. Navigate up button. And here's where you can change your clock face. You can adjust which widget widgets. you want. Cover screen timeout 30 seconds. You can change the timeout. Notifications heading. Show notifications if lock screen notifications are turned off or set to high content. Notifications won't show on the cover screen either on switch. Turn on screen for notifications on switch. Quick responses. So you Tip. can customize your quick responses. Apps allowed on cover screen laps. And this is where you'll go to add apps to the home screen. In that first widget I showed you where I had both messages and WhatsApp and Netflix and so on. And now I'm going to show you how to add the multi-star launcher using good luck. Bixby. Close Open Bixby. good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Unlabeled button. Detected icon chat. You go to the bottom right. Tab. You select life up. Selected. Routines plus various features have been added to Bixby Multistar Experience, the improved multi-window. It's at the top of my list because I've already installed it, but if you don't have it yet, you'll need to install it. It'll be in this list, and it'll take you to the Galaxy Store listing. I'm going to open Multistar. Multistar. More options button. iGalaxy Foldable. You can make your foldable even more convenient. iHeart Galaxy Foldable. Go there. Multistar. iGalaxy Foldable. Navigate up button. Cover widgets. Heading. Launcher widget, launch application on the cover screen. This is where you'll go. Multistar. Navigate up button. And this is the screen where you have a whole list of apps. At voice, a couple of TTS voices. Accessible Android. Advanced Braille keyboard. That you can add to this launcher. And like I said, it will be unlabeled, but just adding it to the launcher will make it so that it will work on the external screen if you use Bixby to open it. And also if it's a... If it's an app you're going to want to be using, like when I demonstrated Speech Central, that would not have worked. It would have just given me a message that said, um, open your screen to continue. But because I had added Speech Central to this launcher here, it made it so that it just continued it on the cover screen. So anything that you're going to want to be using on the cover screen, just go through this list and add them all to the launcher. Just keep in mind that as of now, there's no way to label them and tell them apart from each other when you actually go to that launcher widget. So, screen off, ringer silent. I hope this has been informative. I just wanted to demonstrate what I've found so far. I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't expect it to be as accessible as it is, although there's a lot of room to grow and Hopefully, over time, it will get better. But as of now, the hardware is there. So like I mentioned, the actual screen works with all the gestures. So it 
It works with four figures at a time. It can detect four touches at once, which I was not expecting, and it works pretty well. There's a lot you can do from that screen. And like I mentioned earlier, when it's unfolded, it's just a regular Samsung Galaxy phone. <laughs> you don't even have to fold it ever if you don't want to. You could just hit the side key to turn off the display and put it in your pocket, unfold it if you want. I don't recommend that because the internal screen is not Gorilla Glass or anything like that and can be easily damaged. But if that's how you want to use it, that's how you can use it. All right. So I guess that's all I have to say about it. I'll stop running my mouth now. But thank you for listening. Thank you so much, John. You're listening to the Blind Android Users Podcast. This is the Spotlight segment. Stay tuned for premium interviews, device unboxing, and more. Up next, we've got something peculiar, but yet relating to Android, because, funny enough, the Sense Player from Hims supports Android apps. And so Jerry, our friend Jerry Jika, now demonstrates how to sideload an APK to your Sense Player. And I think it sets it apart from the other players out there in the market. Here's Jerry now to show you how to sideload an APK to your Sense Player. Hello, everyone. Jerry here was asked by Edward if I would record a bit of a demo of the Sense Player, the Android portion of the Sense Player. I don't mind doing that. Let's see what we can do here. So I already have my Sense Player on and go to all apps, all apps. So this is where it shows your apps that you have installed. And at the very bottom of the list is install apps. And this is their little list of what they have given you. I think there's 16 apps total that they give you access to. So let's just go in here. Audible. Now, as you see, I already have Audible installed. Uh, but let's go up to App Installer. App Installer. And press OK on it. App download dialog. App, Apple Music 1.5 list item. So we have some apps here. Uh, Apple Music is one of them. Learning a lot. Audiobooks 2.5 list item. Netflix 3.5 list item. You can install Netflix if you want. Pandora 4.5 list item. Here's Pandora. Zero five five list item. And Zero. Let's go ahead and install Zero. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but. Download complete. Installing zero. Installation complete. Audible. All right. And then it puts you back in your list of apps that you have installed. Let's go ahead and show you how to sideload. Sideloading is very easy. So what we're going to do is we're going to hook the sense player to my computer. Charging started battery. USB Alright, so I'm gonna go into Android installers. Alright, so I have a folder on my computer called Android Installers. Um, the Android installers. I and I'm going to open camera net sour sefer dot open camera eight seven one point five one point one one six nine one five one five four one five six eight five dot app. Alright, so there's the open camera one. 
And you can change the name of an APK if you want. So let's just change Edit, that. Open cap. O P E N space C A M E R A dash. To selected APA period unselected period select period. Items view multi select list box open camera dot APK. All right, there you go. Open camera dot APK. Easy enough. All right, so I'm going to copy this to the clipboard. Copy selection to clipboard. D items. This PC. I'm going to go to my sense player. Sense player eight of twenty. This PC sense player items view multi select list box not selected internal shared storage. Now I do have internal storage um you get 64 gig but you actually get access to what about 48 gig i think <clears throat> at any rate i've put in a micro sd card sense player two of two and i called it sense player so let's go in there this pc sense player sense player i have put a folder on here called uh android installers android two, android installers three of 19 i'm gonna go in there this pc sense and I'm going to paste. Paste it from clipboard. Open camera dot app five five. And there it is. So now that I've copied open camera dot app open camera dot apk, I'm done in Windows. So now I'll disconnect it from my computer. Charging stop battery. USB data mode off. Okay. Let's see where are we at. Bard Mobile. All right, we're still in the apps. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit the home key. File manager. I'm going to, uh, and this is the file manager. This is the, this is not in the Android part, but you'll see what I'm going to do here in just a second. So I'm going to go to file manager. This is the built-in file manager uh, that's in the sense player. File manager. Flash disk one to list item. I'm going to go down to my SD card. SD two to list item. I'm going to, instead of hitting OK, I'm going to actually hit right arrow. Alarms 118 list item. That down arrow to the Android installers. Android 2.18 list item. Android installers 3.18 list item. And again, instead of hitting enter, meaning OK or select, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to hit the right arrow key. Device info APK unknown file type 1.4 list item. And I'm going to down arrow until I hear uh, open camera. ED eloquence teeth. Open camera AP. Telegram 9.7.6. Open camera APK unknown file type 3.4 list item. Now, you cannot install SAPK files. You can only do APK files. Even then, um, depending on how the program works, you may not be able to use it. For example, WhatsApp, you have to, if the sense player had a screen, you would show it to the uh your phone so that you could link them because the sense player does not have a screen you cannot do that um lookout you cannot use because google services are not installed on the sense player um telegram i have it as you saw i have an apk for an apk file for it however um you can kind of use it but not not really. Um, when you get to the verification, because it's multiple edit files, or I'm sorry, edit full uh, fields, um, for each character, it kind of breaks when you're trying to type each digit. Um, so it's really not usable. I mean, it you can at least install it and load it, but that's about it. <clears throat> um, open camera, though, works, which is interesting. So now that I've got um, open camera highlighted. I just press select on it. Installing open camera. Installation complete. 
device info APK unknown file type 14 list item. Now, I'm still sitting in the file manager, which I don't want, so I'm going to hit the home key. File manager. Go back up to all apps. All apps. Press select. Audible. And I'm going to go find open camera. Open camera. There it is. I'm going to press select. Open camera. Open button allow. Allow open camera to take pictures and videos. Button allow. And I'm just using the left and right arrow keys uh, to move, you know, like you would if you were using, uh, you know, a keyboard or something. So I'm going to hit allow. Open touch to focus and press the blue camera button to take photos. To disable maximum screen brightness, see settings on screen GUI force maximum brightness. To save two SD cards on Android 5, see settings more camera controls storage access framework. For more button online help. Button OK. All right. Oh, button lock exposure. Button exposure. Button pop-up settings. See, so as you can tell, I'm just using my left and right arrow keys. Actually, I'm using the right arrow. Button settings. Slider 100. Zoom swap. Button take photo. I'm not going to take a photo. Button gallery. Let's see. Button take photo. Button switch to video mode. I had to go kind of back... And then, or and I'm sorry, I had to keep going past where uh, the switch to video is. Um, I went past it and then <clears throat> went back, if that makes sense. So I kept going to the right. And then once I got to the gallery, I started using the left arrow and I am able to highlight the uh, switch to video. So I'm going to press select. Button allow. Okay. Allow open camera to record audio. Button allow. Allow. Open camera. Okay. Button start recording video. All right. So now we have the start recording video. I'm going to lift the camera up or the sense player up. It's still hooked to my computer. I'm going to press, uh, you know, the OK button or select button, whatever. I'm going to press that on the take video button. And as you see, we're now taking video. Now, I will warn you, the audio really stinks. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know why, but at least it's working. It actually is taking video. Uh, let me press the select key again to stop recording. There we go. Button gallery. Let's see if the gallery is accessible. Let's go in here. Couldn't find that button gallery. Gallery. Okay. So sadly, the gallery's not accessible. Open button gallery. And that's okay. Uh, let's go back uh, out of here. So I'm just going to... File manager. I'm just going to hit the home key. Let's load an app that one of you guys might use. Let's... Um, All apps. Audible. Let's try using, let's say... Bark, Chirp, Chrome, Dropbox. Easy Dropbox. Reader. Dropbox. ED Eloquence, Open Camera, Zero, Skype, Spotify. There's Spotify. So let's just go ahead and press select on Spotify. Spotify. Sense Player Launcher, Spotify. Okay. But button Podcast Shows, Button Music. Let's press select on music. I will admit I'm not the greatest with this app, so just bear with me. But it's like, it's Pretty much like using the app on Android. Button, so what's new? There's music. All right, let's see. Let's use the right arrow. 
Button you recently played. Button settings. Button clear filters. Button music. Button Luke Combs radio playlist 50 songs in list. Button previous. Button next. Button add item. Button unlabeled. Button play. Button bummer summer in list. Button previous. Button Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone audiobook, J.K. Rowling. Button atomic habits, an easy and proven way to build good habit. Made for you out of list. Button daily mix 2, Asa base, aqua, ozone and more in list. Button home, tab 1 of 4 out of list. Button search, tab 2 of 4. Button your library, tab 3 of 4. Button premium, tab 4 of 4. Button assign lyrics ace of base row 1 in grid, 51 rows, 2 columns. Right, so file manager. Press the home key and I'm back to the built-in file manager. So there you go. I just put it to sleep. That is some very basics on installing an app that they already have in a list, uh, sideloading an app, and using an app. We actually use two different apps, so I hope that has helped you out. Thank you so much for that, Jerry. And now, the G-Show, or what Austin refers to as the Joshua Screen Reader, a.k.a. Commentary Screen Reader CSR. This is where some feature of this screen reader is demonstrated. Next, we move on to the Commentary Screen Reader, which I call the Confused Screen Reader, Joshua Screen Reader, or G-Show, if you want to call it properly. Our friend Karine is demonstrating some new features that dropped last month and this month from that confused screen reader, CSR. Here's Karine now to show you some of these things that have just been introduced. Hi. Since last month, Dishow is receiving some improvements and modifications. I'll talk about some of them today. I'll start with settings. Main menu. Dishow settings. Jishu Developer is doing some reorganization in settings. So we have new sections, like this one. More. More. Here, the developer had gathered the tools, Jishu tools, like the camera, web browser, text editor. So More. Cloud notes. Reading mode. VR Visual Assistant. Jishu camera. Jishu text editor. Jishu web browser. More. Plus. Another new section is in the operation settings. Feedback settings. Operation settings. Operation settings. It's called Gesture Scheme Custom. Gestures default settings manage settings related to gesture default behaviors and options. Gestures default settings. Gestures default settings. It's related to gestures. He had moved uh, some stuff related to gestures like um, things that were in the navigation settings. Um, related to the granularities, how to move between granularities. And also, um, he had included here the multi-finger gestures, the edge gestures, the multi-part gestures, and uh, also the shortcut gestures, which, which was an independent section. Now it's here in this new section. Customize web page element navigation. Default. Allow moving by element type in the Android standard interface. Customize step. Use the alternative element navigation mode. 
Remember the selected navigation type when changing windows checkbox checked. Use multi-finger gestures checkbox checked. Operation settings. Now I'll go to... Jishu O Plus. Advanced settings. Advanced settings. Advanced settings. Menu customization. Operation setting. Menu customization. Menu customization. There are two new options related to the functions menu, which is by default activated by swiping up, then right. Show actions in the, show edit, show actions in the functions menu checkbox unchecked. If I check this option, actions related to the focused item will be shown in the functions menu, like the options available when I'm focusing an item on the home screen. I'll check, check. it. The other option is show additional dynamic focus related options in the functions menu checkbox checked. This is related to other stuff related to the focused item, like if I'm in a message and I have links, the links will be shown in the functions menu. And uh, if I'm on a slider, the adjust, the adjust sliders value will be also shown. Let's try this or let's see this in action. Messages. This is the messages on the home screen. Functions menu. I'm on the functions menu. Cancel button. Input button. Move item. Uninstall. Remove. So I'm able to find the options or the actions in the functions menu. Lebanon. Display brightness slider 0%. This is the brightness slider. Functions. Functions menu. Cancel button. Recognition menu. Adjust sliders value. I'll move now to language settings, which is also in advanced settings. Scheduled tasks. Profiles, profiles. Resource. Backup and language settings. Language settings. The developer had added the ability to search. So I have. Language settings. Save button. More. Use custom translation check. Enter keyword text box. I'll type sound. Browse by touch suspended. S. O. U. N. D. Browse by touch resumed. And I have. Next result button. Which will search forward. It will search for the next available result. Previous result button. It will go backward, searching for the previous result. So. Next result button. I'll tap on next result. It took me to where the result is present, but it didn't focus it. Sound text box. Editing. So I have to find it in the screen. Or Use underscore sound underscore title sound feedback. So as I said, as I said, it's not focusing the actual result. It's taking me to where the result is. Going now to more options. Use custom. More options button. I have two new options. To end. To top. To top, which will take me to the beginning of the list. To end. Which will take me to the end of the list, which is useful because the developer includes new strings in the end. So I'll tap on... Language settings. To end. Find underscore next, next result. 
I will modify next result text box one string. I'll just F F add a random letter and I'll tap OK. OK button. Use underscore action underscore menu underscore show underscore. And, and I'll go back to close this section. Use underscore content has been changed. Before going back without saving would mean that you would lose the modifications that you did. Now you will have this message telling you that there were modifications. Content has been changed. With the choices of go back button. Which will take which will take you to the list again. Don't save button. Save button. Don't save and save. Don't save button. Advanced settings. There is a modification related to timer. Before, when there were preset timers, when you tap the function, the timer function, or you use it via gesture, you would be having the choice either to start the preset timer or to start the stopwatch. You were unable to start the, start the preset timer, a preset timer, without directly, without using the auto-click that I talked about before. Now things are different. If you use the timer function, you will be starting the stopwatch without the choices that were available before. But if you are trying to assign a gesture or a shortcut key, like the long pressing of the volume up. Main menu. You will have a choice. Gshuo settings. Advanced settings. Gshuo plus. I'll go to general settings, custom, uh, uh, custom gesture scheme. TTS settings. General settings. General se Custom gesture scheme settings. Custom. And I'll select a gesture. Swipe down then up to end default. Swipe down then up. I have swipe down default checked no command unchecked plugins unchecked custom voice command tools unchecked timer unchecked timer if I tap here I will be selecting what should what should happen when I use this gesture timer ask e test ask every time ask every time which means that it will ask me every time I perform the gesture test this is a preset timer that I have created if I Tap on this. When I perform the gesture, this preset timer should be started. Start now. And the start now, which will start the stopwatch. Moving now to TTS settings. G TTS settings. TTS settings. Main TTS. Secondary TTS. Main TTS engine. Main TTS engine. Main TTS. Select TTS engine. After the select TTS engine selector, open system TTS engine. Here it will open the text to speech settings because I'm using the system settings, the system TTS, the system TTS. I mean, but if I'm using a different select TTS engine, TTS. RH voice William TTS acapella TTS slash com dot group dot android dot TTS unchecked acapella for example. Main TTS engine. Main TTS engine. Select TTS engine. Open acapella TTS slash com dot acapella group dot android dot TTS. 
This will open the acapella application. Let's see. Application icon. Click to access to Android TTS. Click to access to Android main TTS engine. So it's for accessing the TTS related settings, the TTS that I'm using. And the same thing or the same option is available in the, the secondary TTS engine as well. The fast forward and rewind functions are added to the list of functions. So now you are able to use them from the main menu or assign gestures to them without the need of using any function creation. Also, the selection mode, which is in the character-by-character -character browsing mode, is now with its own function, so you can activate it without going first to the character-by-character -character browsing mode. There are two exciting new things, which are related first to the copying or repeating of the last spoken item. Now there is a service that enables the user via function creation to copy or repeat or do other things with the last spoken item. Until now, it's not in the functions list. Nothing related to this is in the functions list. So you have to create a function. But I hope that at least the copy spoken, last spoken item will be added in the future. Another thing is related to text selection in edit boxes. Finally, Dishow is doing some improvements related to text selection. So now if I'm selecting a text, let's say a part of a text that I'm typing or editing, I can use actions, for example, to create a link in Telegram, so I can use actions to act on the selected text. And I can tap the delete key on my keyboard to be able to delete the selection. I will leave the two new things, those two new things that I mentioned, to a different demo because they need a separate demo. And I'll stop here. I should mention before ending this that things may be different in the future because the developer is doing uh, some reorganization and the work is still in progress. So things may be different with the coming versions. Also, there are some bugs here and there, but I hope that the developer will be able to fix stuff soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Karen. Coming up next is the tip of the week. Stay tuned for tips, tricks, and more about Android. And to close up this week's episode, our friend John now shows you how to use that cover screen on your Z Flip 5 with whatever chosen launcher you want to use. Here's John to demonstrate how to go about doing that. Hi. Today's tip of the week is for those who own the Galaxy Z Flip 5. I'm going to show you how you can add an accessible launcher to the cover screen that you can use to basically launch and use any app you want without having to unfold the phone. 
The first thing you're going to need is the GoodLock app, which you can download from the Galaxy Store. Once you have it installed, open it. Open GoodLock. 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 Unlabeled button. Then you're going to go to the Life Up tab, and you're going to find Multistar. Multistar experience the improved multi-window. It's already at the top of my list, or close to the top of my list, because I've installed it, but if you haven't installed it, just find it in the list and click the download button. It'll take you to the Galaxy Store where you can install it. So I'm going to open it. Multistar. More options button. iGalaxy Foldable. You can make your foldable even more convenient. This is the first option. You're going to go there. Multistar. iGalaxy Foldable. And on this screen. Navigate up button. Cover widgets. Heading. Launcher widget. Cover, launch application on the cover screen. Under the cover widget heading, you're going to go to this. Multistar. Navigate up button. And on this screen, it has a list of basically all the apps on your phone. Anything you are going to want to use from the cover screen, you're going to have to select in, in this list. I don't think there's a limit. I think I've added 93 apps here. We're not going to be using this multi-star launcher because it's not accessible, but we still have to add anything we want to use from the cover screen to this widget because that will allow that to happen. And of course, that includes whatever launcher you're going to want to be using. So in my case, I added Ruthless Launcher to this widget, as well as any other app that I was going to put in Ruthless Launcher or want to work from the cover screen. And once you've done that, you can open the regular settings. 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 Search settings button. You're going to go to connections, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, connected devices, quick share, modes and routines, mode, sounds and vibration, notifications, status bar, display brightness, I wallpaper and style wallpapers, color pack, themes, themes, wallpapers, home screen, layout app, icon badges, lock screen, screen lock type, always on, cover screen, clock style widgets. It's a little ways down, but you're going to go to cover screen, cover screen, navigate up button, cover screen, search button, manage. Cover screen preview. I'm just swiping through items here. Add new button. But the first thing widgets. The, widget in the list down here is widgets. I'm going to go to widgets. Widgets. Navigate up button. I'm going to scroll down to the bottom of this list. And one of the last things is going to off. be... Switch off. Switch. Finance watch list. Off. Finance watch list. Switch. On switch. Daily activity. Off. Switch. Launch. Off. Launcher switch. Is the launcher switch. So this is the multi-star launcher. We just added apps to, but we don't want it actually to show up as a widget. So we're going to turn this switch off. I already have it off. After this, we're going to go back to the main settings page. Cover screen. Settings. Cover screen. Clock style widget. Security and privacy. We're location. Go to location. Advanced. Safety and emergency. Accounts and backup. Manage. Google. Google services. Advanced features. Labs. Side button. Advanced features. Navigate up button. Then we're going to go to side button. Advanced features. Search settings button. Labs. Side button. Side button. Navigate up button. And we're going to reassign a double side press. Side button. Double press on switch. Not selected. Radio button quick launch camera. Selected. Radio button open app roofless. As you can see, I have launch an app selected. So you're going to select that and then you're going to choose 
whatever launcher you want to use as the app you want to launch when you double press that side button. And then you're pretty much ready to go. Besides the customizing of that launcher, you can do that on the main display or on the cover display, whatever is easiest for you. And I recommend that you don't use the same app that you use as your default home screen because you're going to want different screens or different home screens, I should say, for the cover screen and the main screen. So I just have one UI set as my home page, and then I am going to use Ruthless Launcher as my cover screen launcher. So I'm going to close it now. Screen off. Ringer silent. So now, from this point, all you have to do is just double press that side key. Device unlocked. And it'll take you into your PM. launcher. So I have... Gmail window ruthless. Here's a couple of Play Store. items I have here. I'm just Gmail. gonna open Internet. Let's see. Best Buy. eBay. You could see what's important. Amazon to me. shopping. I just put a few apps on here. I don't know what I'm gonna keep here, but News. Let's open news. CNN death toll from Maui's wildfires rises to one hundred eleven with possibly one thousand still missing as tensions escalate. So a look ahead trooper involved fix for you. You can scroll through just like you would. Baron Android Police, the end of SIM cards, the, a new ZIM guide for Android users 2000, 23, four hours ago. Just like you would on the main display, but you're doing this on the cover screen. So I'm just going to hit the back gesture to back out. Or you could double press the side key again if you want to go back to the launcher. And let's see what else we have here. Max. YouTube. I'll open YouTube. Shorts. Uh, what's the name? Haley. Haley. Hi. Okay, Hi. let's back out of oh. there. I was on the shorts tab, so it started playing the video automatically. So I'm back on, I'm going to double press to go back on the launcher because that just backed me out of the shorts. So I have a assistant dock here on the side because it sees it as a landscape display it's putting my dock on the right side which I think is kind of nice and one of the things I have on the dock is Google Assistant let's just try this what's the weather? it's 84 and mostly cloudy Today, it'll be cloudy, with a high of 85 and a low of 73. So that's a quick way to get to Assistant from this cover screen. Apps list. There's the apps list. I actually have... Assistant. Settings. Also put settings, just the regular settings here, but I won't open it. So basically anything you want to get to without having to open your phone, you can put on this launcher. I have a second page. Home screen two of three. And on this Assistant. page, that's the dock. Play episode. I have... Widgets here for Pocket Casts, Smart Audiobook Player, Audible. Basically, the players where I want to just re quickly resume what I was doing without having to open the app, I can get to these widgets right here without having to unfold my phone. Of course, I could also open the app from here if I wanted to choose a different podcast or a different audiobook. And then, of course, you can also swipe up with two fingers and get to the full 
app drawer. And anything you added to the multi-star launcher earlier, you can also open from here and it will let you go directly into it without having to open your phone. So this is a way to make the cover screen a lot more useful and more accessible than it is out of the box. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you again, John, for that. All good things must end. Thus, it's curtain drawing time, bringing us to the close of this week's episode. Coming up, though, we give you information on how to get hold of us. And with that, guys, we come to the end of this week's episode. Austin, though, is standing by to give you information on how to get hold of us. Here's Austin showing you how to get hold of us. To contact us, you can send an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can join a mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram, Facebook, Discord, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the YouTube channel. And also the links are in the websites panel of the YouTube channels. And that concludes this week's episode. We thank you so much for always listening to us. We look forward to seeing you guys next week as we begin a new series on the Samsung phones. From me, it's goodbye. Bye. Later. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week.